Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson and today I am super excited to talk about the tips and tricks of pageantry. So I've been doing pageants since I was five years old. I have come up with 10 tips and tricks to pageantry and they all have, of course, you know, like bullet points below them. But I wanted to share these things with you guys because being in this pageant world, it's all about what you know and who you know and those networking skills and all the knowledge that these people around you have. And so I want to share some of these things that we've learned when I say we, my mother and I, have learned over the past couple years of doing pageants. So let's go ahead and get started on our tips and tricks of the pageant world. Our first tip is to create a prep plan for the pageant you're planning to do. This is doing your research, getting to know who those directors are, reaching out to past title holders, or just looking who their past title holders are, What is their prize package? That is another big thing. I did not realize doing patents for this long that was so valuable. Yes, you want to win this title. You want to have something that's bigger than yourself. But what kind of reward do you want to reap from this? Other than being able to be their title holder, that is the number one thing that is amazing that's coming out of it. However, what else is along with that? I know when I did America's International Miss before, when it was USA Elegant Miss, one of the prize packages was a cruise. That was a 10 out of 10 for me. I was like, I will absolutely do this pageant because we got a cruise out of it. They still do that. It is such an amazing prize package item that I didn't even know was a thing. I had done all those small local pageants. You get maybe some $150 scholarship here and there, but when you do these big national pageants, you're putting in money to get an even bigger prize package out of it. Whether you don't win that weekend, you still have the memories, some scholarship money that you possibly could be walking away with. It just depends on how much you, you know, put out in your trial to figure out what you want to do. Just kind of picking through which prize packages stick out to you. Another thing that I don't like to bring this up, but scandals. I would do your research to see, has this pageant possibly had an issue in the past? Have they had problematic title holders? You know, there's always a bad seed in the group no matter what you're doing, whether it's a sport, teaching in a classroom, you know, just a friend group, but that's something that is really important. I know in the past there has been, you know, huge televised pageants that have had a somewhat corrupt group of directors and their board members. So this is something I would definitely look out when you're creating your prep plan for pageants to figuring out what type of group that you want to work with. The second tip, make sure your strengths match the style of pageant that you're wanting to join. And when I say this, I mean, if you do not have a talent, I would advise not doing a pageant that is heavily based on talent. If it's 50% of your score and, you know, God did not just bless you with a talent, that's okay. There are hundreds of thousands of other pageants out there for you to do that do not rely on talent in a pageant. So definitely make sure that you're matching the strengths that you have. If you're really good in fitness or if you're really good in spokesmodel, look for those pageants that have those areas so you can max out on points in other categories that you may not have maxed out in evening gown or may not max out in fun fashion. But you can take those optionals because some pageants have this where you can replace a score in the pageant from one of your optionals. I know some of the other pageant groups I work with, you can use the whatever their theme wear for the pageant is that's based around, you know, their colors of the pageant can replace a fun fashion part or the evening gown part. So just really look into where your strengths are and how you can play them in a positive way in this competition. That is a major, major, major thing to look into. Tip number three, find a pageant that fits your needs and wants. If you want a pageant that has talent because you are this flame-throwing baton queen champion of the world, 
girl, go do that talent pageant. That is 100% what you need to do. If you're looking for something that has huge prize packages and you're willing to put in the time and effort to get your way to the top, do it. If you want a pageant that is solely based around community service, find that pageant. I would just Google community service-based pageants. Google is a wonderful tool for all of these tips. If you don't know, what should I be asking my director? I bet you Pageant Planet has a thing on that. Definitely just Google any of these tips tips and you can definitely just kind of figure out on your own if I don't go into enough detail about something feel free to reach out to me and we definitely can talk about it number four so you found your pageant you found your niche and now you've got your title whether it's an at-large or you did a local or you're about to do the local you found what you want to go after what's next you ask well the first thing that I always like to do is create a Facebook page or an Instagram account or if you just keep a pageant Instagram that's awesome too that's what I normally do is I keep my Casey Ipson dot official used to be my sole pageant page which it still is because I like to post along with the podcast also my pageant stuff so that is my quote-unquote pageant account And for these accounts, you just, you know, easily create it with your title, what your name is. You can link it to your Instagram or link it to your Facebook or your Twitter or your TikTok, whichever is easiest for people to find it, where people can see, aka directors and possible judges that are going to be interviewing you, can see what you've been doing throughout your time with this title or what you've done with past titles. And you might ask, like, okay, well, what happens if I do keep that pageant account? Do I have to delete everything? Well, that's honestly up to you. If I was no longer Ultimate International Miss North Carolina, I could change it to at Casey Gibson dot pageant page or at Miss Casey Gibson or right now I have at Casey Gibson dot official. It's just the easiest way for these directors to reach out and kind of figure out who is wanting to compete in their pageant or who is possibly already registered for their pageant. Just an easy way for them to find you by using your name, blanketed statement up front, Casey Gibson, and then whatever after towel you want to put really is up to you. But I would definitely create that pageant page. Then, what kind of community service projects do you want to start? If this is a pageant that's based around community service or has an award that goes towards community service, this is where you want to start posting and showing the things you've been doing, talking about it in the captions, hashtagging all the hashtags. If the pageant that you are doing has specific hashtags, just tagging those pages and tagging the directors and tagging everyone that's involved just gets you more appearances. Showing people what you've been doing all this time in the background before you even get to nationals or that state level or that local level. Just making sure you're being seen through all of the things that you're posting on social media is such a big thing their brand as a whole, you know, a whole new crop of people to see it. So that's definitely something I'd look into if they also have some sort of award like that where it's just, you know, being, you know, the most seen in your community and what you're doing. That's really a big thing that I would definitely like to hit on as well because some pageants do have that. It's like a social media award. And that's what, you know, I think social media is such a wonderful tool for posting and getting seen and doing all these community service projects so other people can see like, wow, like she is really passionate about what she's working on and even their platform, promoting that platform on this pageant page is such a big thing. Another thing under this fourth tip is friend the directors on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, Join the Facebook page. I know right now we have a title holders page for UIM, 
So there's always going to be some sort of title page. I know for USA Nationalist, Hard Carolinas, and North Carolinas, which is coming up February 25th through the 27th in Fountain in South Carolina, their group has a page for all the people that are in the pageant. So it's just easier to have all of your schedules, all of your deadlines, the, the directors are normally posting, or even if it's like an assistant director or the person that's over all of the, you know, title holders that aren't the national title holders, just the contestants that are going to compete at the next national title or the national pageant. That's where you can find all of your other stuff. Also, add other contestants. This is not a, oh my goodness, like creeping on this girl. No, I want to be friends with her. I want to see what she's doing. I hope she's doing community service. This isn't a bad thing to friend other girls that are in the same pageant as you. I love going on Instagram and saying, oh my gosh, there's another UIM for a Miss Division. I'll follow her or a preteen or a junior teen or a princess. Add all of them just because you never know what pageant they're going to be doing next. May Maybe it's something that sparks your attention, like, oh, I would love to do that pageant because I met so-and-so, and if they trust these people, maybe I can trust these people. That's definitely another good way for, you know, all these tips and tricks to find your next pageant if this one, you know, may not have been your niche afterwards when you got finished with it. Maybe it's something you want to do more community service-based or more talent-based or more spokesmodel or have more optionals or only have the, you know, big three words, interview, evening gown, and fun fashion or runway. Maybe that's just something that you want to focus on and maybe, you know, people that you've already followed or you're friends with on Facebook are doing those other things after this pageant you've already done. So it's always good to stay connected with those people. Building that network in the pageant world is very important. Tip number five, create a pageant budget. This is something that I've learned in the past few months, being out of college, having to pay for all of my pageant expenses myself, It has been very challenging for me. I will be 100% transparent. I have, in the past few months, bought a new evening gown. For the first time ever, gotten anything, like, custom done from the designer. I've had custom pieces made and altered after we have bought something off the rack, but never had I gone through a direct designer. And this, my friend, wow. I had just gotten an Ashley Lauren Fun Fashion done, which you guys will see soon, so I'm not going to spoil that. I also had to get a fitness outfit. I've never had to do, like, a real fitness outfit. I always just wore black leggings and a sports bra or tennis shoes, which is still great. That's a perfect fitness outfit. But I just wanted to be a little over the top. And one thing that I realized with fitness is it's a little more than maybe I wanted to spend, but I had budgeted enough for it because I saved in other places. So that's one of the biggest things is picking and choosing which things actually need to be changed or if you're buying a resale from someone, that is such an amazing thing or just selling your old closet of pageant clothes. So like I said, I just got a new evening gown and that was a pretty penny. I just got a new custom from fashion, another pretty penny. I did get a new fitness outfit that was custom another pretty penny. However, in my head, when I think about this fitness outfit, one day when I want to try out in the next, you know, three to five years (laughs) for a pro athletic team cheer or dance, whichever it is, you know, NBA, I don't, I haven't decided yet, but I want to try out for one of those teams. I can now use this fitness outfit. I'll have to, of course, rhinestone it, but I can use it for that. So in my head, I'm thinking as using these items in multiple places. I'm not the person that only uses one dress and then sells it. I will normally use my 
my outfits, from fashions, evening gowns multiple times before I even decide to resell it. I had just started reselling a bunch of stuff on my Facebook. So if you guys are looking for any fun fashions or evening gowns, please check out my Facebook. I am trying to get rid of my closet of clothes. I've got a lot of good, good, nice stuff selling on there. So definitely look on my Facebook, Casey Grace Gibson. But going back to creating that pageant budget, it really is something serious. I've had to now think about getting someone to do my hair and makeup, or am I going to do it myself? These travel expenses I'm now going to have to pay for, luckily our pageant for UIM is only in Florida, so I can drive from North Carolina, which is super easy drive. It'll still be about eight hours, but I now don't have to buy a plane ticket to fly somewhere. I only have to pay for the lodging of the hotel that they're having us stay at, which they normally do group rates, which is so amazing. Pageant systems that do group rates, honestly, a 10 out of 10. Like, I give you five stars just for that because that is so helpful for all the girls out there like myself that are paying for all these things by themselves. It is really expensive. I didn't realize how expensive this hobby was until I had to pay for it all myself. So, I definitely give praise to all those mamas out there. Mamas, daddies, grandmas, aunts, uncles that are paying for for their girls to compete because they really do believe in them and they are letting them follow their dreams because I really I really am thankful for all of those opportunities. Now having to pay for it myself, I am getting very creative with how I can pay for this, whether it's selling my own clothes or reaching out to family members or simply just putting on Facebook like, hey, who wants to sponsor this event or talking to my local gym asking if they'll sponsor my fitness optional. You got to get crafty with these kind of things. Another thing that I just kind of want to throw in here, you see all these different pageant designer pages on Instagram and you're like, oh, I want that interview outfit or maybe I like this evening gown. There's other ways to get these items a lot cheaper. There are people in China that design costumes or fun fashions or evening gowns. If you just send them a picture, it's more than likely half the price of what it is on the rack. So just throwing that out there. Along with, I just got an interview outfit that I saw online by another company that was listed for almost $200. And I found it on a website online for $28. So honestly, in my head, I was okay spending more money on my fun fashion because I assumed I was going to have to drop so much money on my evening gown and so much money on a new interview outfit, and so much money on a new fun fashion that I now am okay with spending a little more in other places because I was able to save money where I could. And like I said, saving money where you can, if you don't need that new evening gown, don't buy it. If you don't need that new fun fashion, wear the same one. If you're getting high scores in all these areas wearing those outfits, it doesn't matter if people have already seen that outfit. I wore the same custom Giovanni navy gown with the same earrings, same shoes, and custom Sherry Hill red outfit for fun fashion for three pageants in a row, and I was 110% okay with it. One pageant, which was a national one, I placed fourth. That was a scandal, but we won't talk about it. The next one, I won in that outfit, and then I went to state, and I got first runner-up in those outfits. So it really depends on the judges and what they want that day, but if you can wear those outfits, and you look good, and you feel good in it, it doesn't matter that other people have seen those outfits previously. And I will 110% wear something over and over and over again, because I know it looks good. I've worn the same Sherry Hill hand-painted that I bought from Gillette Dazzles 
when I was a junior in high school. I have still worn that to cocktail events. I wore it for interview at South Carolina Teen USA. I've worn it so many times. I wore it for interview at Camden Teen for the Miss America Outstanding Teen System. I've worn that outfit so many times in this past year. Wore it at an event for that pageant I did this summer. I am not afraid to rewear items because you know what? I knew it looked good. I was going to wear it again. Going back to your expenses, hair and makeup. I have always worked with hair and makeup vendors, whether they're doing Little Miss South Carolina or Miss South Carolina. And so I picked up, you know, tips and tricks along the way. And I've watched many, many YouTube videos and I've done private lessons with Corey King. Love you, Corey. Oh my goodness. You were literally a savior. And I picked Holt Avery's brain when I was getting my photos done. I've picked up all of these tips and tricks on how to get that perfect makeup, that perfect hairstyle along the years. So it's really up to you. If I if I didn't want to be lazy this year on my hair and makeup, I would 110% be doing it myself. I trust myself doing it. Others trust me to do their hair and makeup for pageants. So it's just this year, I just want to do it a little different and not have the stress of having to worry about it at nationals. However, that is definitely a way to cut back on cost is doing your own hair and makeup. Number six, read the handbooks that the pageants give you. This is literally your 101 guide to this specific pageant. I am in the works of creating my own tips and tricks, like big book guide on just pageants in general, just so you guys can, you know, easily have something that you can refer to, whether it's a walking pattern or how should I answer these type of questions. I'm working on that for my own just to be able to release for you guys to have as an overall handbook for pageantry. But when I get my mom and I together, when we get our handbooks from these pageants, my mom will print it out. We will put it in a binder. And if it says like page one has talking about your resume after page one, what do we do? We hole punch and put in my resume behind it. So then we know, or even in a clear slot, then put the resumes in it because sometimes they'll ask for five resumes to be submitted by April 10th. So then you need to submit all of your resumes, the multiple copies that they asked for by that day. So then we have the date on it so we know when to do it. So everything is right there in front of you. Super easy, make a binder. It will make your life so much easier, I promise. So print out those handbooks that these pageant groups are giving you. If they don't have one, reach out to the director Make sure you have all the dates written down that you need to do. Make your own handbook. Write down, okay, by April 10th, I need my five resumes submitted. By March, whatever, I need my headshots submitted. Just make sure you have all these dates written down because if you don't, you're going to feel like you're missing something all the time when it comes to pageant season. Number seven, talk to the past queens about their experiences. I know in a previous pageant I had done recently, Like I said, there were some scandals. However, I didn't know about it until I got to the pageant and the previous queens were unloading all this baggage. So that can happen where they tell you it's going to be great. It's going to be fabulous. It's the best thing ever. So honestly, when I say reach out to these people, ask them personal questions. Don't ask just like, what's this title like? Because they're going to give you the glitz and the glam. I was completely blindsided by all that glitz and glam. So definitely get to know the title holder as a one-on-one. And then I feel like at that point, that's when people open up a little more. I'm not telling you to be fake friends here. Absolutely not. But really just ask them about what have they done as a group? 
What has your director done for you? Those are the type of questions that you want answered because when you're a title holder, you don't want, oh, well, the director hasn't talked to me since I won. That's not what you want. You don't want to hear that. That is not a pageant you want to be involved with if they haven't even heard from the director in months. So definitely just reach out, introduce yourself, tell them your title, what you're doing, or if you're possibly interested in this pageant, what has been their favorite part of it, how is your relationship with your director. Those are the questions you should be asking these title holders and also looking into who their past title holders are. I know for High School America, they've had a few Miss Americas. For UNM, they've had a few USA titles. Like, there has been a lot of people in these other national pageants that have won previously, and now they're Miss USAs or they're Miss Americas, or even these big ones going to US International. Look into who their past queens are, and you can, Instagram is a wonderful tool. You can reach out to these people. They may not reply, but if, as long as you're trying to reach out and find out more information of what was your year like as XYZ pageant, they will most likely reply because that's something not just like, hi, you're beautiful. Like, that's wonderful too. However, reply and ask these questions that are very important. Number eight, this is my favorite thing. I don't know it's if it's because I'm like obsessed with Canva. You can use Canva, you could use um, Adobe. Any type of photo making tool is a good way to make vision boards. I love to make vision boards. Like I just finished mine for UIM. I have pictures of me in all of my outfits or I have the drawing of what my outfits are to look like and I will make a required events vision board, an optional events vision board, a shoe vision board, an events and practice pageant weekend vision board. So I have four different boards that I make. And when I'm explaining boards, these are, you know, just a square page on my computer of pictures. And these pictures are my evening gown, my evening gown earrings, and then it says evening gown, then my fun fashion. So it's my new custom outfit with the earrings I want to wear with it, and it says fun fashion. It's super easy, but it's something where you can see all of your stuff. So you can see what you're wearing for every competition, what it's supposed to look like. Do you even like these outfits when you're looking at them all in a row thinking, okay, is my color palette too bright? Do my colors dull me out? Will this dress even look good on me? That's when you can see everything come together because it's all in one place. And when I mean events and practice during the pageant week slash weekend attire vision board, I mean, is there any balls you have to attend? Is there any dinners you have to attend? Is there a sports practice where you wear your favorite team college gear? Those are the kind of things I'm talking about is you need to lay these out. Yes, I get you can lay it on your bed. You can lay it on your floor. But if you can see it in front of you, you can print these out and kind of have them on your wall just so you know, A, what all needs to be packed, earrings, shoes, dress, jeans, leggings, shorts, fun fashion, fitness, evening gown. Now you can see everything laid out in front of you and it's the easiest way to make sure that you have everything in every dress bag and every shoe bag that you need. Everything is right there all together. It's also like an easy photo checklist. Because then you can just check it off. Okay, I put my evening gown and the shoes and the earrings are all together. Check. Done. So you have everything all laid out perfectly in front of you. Number nine. When will you practice for this pageant? You've already got everything. Your dresses are all lined up, ready to go. They're in their bags. But have you been walking in these outfits? Did you just buy them? Maybe get them altered? 
But have you actually practiced walking in your evening gown with your evening gown heels, with the shoes, with a full face of hair and makeup? Have you done that yet? That's something that is really important is practicing like you're already there to win. Practice makes perfect 110%. Are you working out? Do you have a fitness portion? I know right now I just joined uh, F45 Gym. I was working out at my apartment complex and I just, my heart rate wasn't getting up enough. I wasn't seeing enough change in my body. And I know fitness takes time to see those end results. However, I needed someone that was going to push me to my limits, make my heart rate race. Like I needed that. And so I joined F45 and I have loved it. Every day of the week is some different workout or it's either like Monday and Wednesday for me is mixed cardio. So we do a little like strength training on Tuesday, Thursdays, and then Saturday is full cardio. And I mean, oh my goodness, my heart rate hit 195 and I thought I was going to pass out and die, but I didn't. (laughs) But it was just such a great workout. And so that's something because I know that I'm going to have to get on stage in a sports bra and shorts and strut my fitness. So I want to have that washboard ab look. I want those really muscular arms and those nice legs. That's something that I want. And so I'm doing what I need to do to get that in line. Have you walked in your heels? Do you have specific shoes for fitness? Do you have specific shoes for fun fashion or evening gown or maybe a casual outfit or your interview shoes? That is something that is very important is to get comfortable in those shoes. Even if it's just tennis shoes, the backs may scratch your heel. What do you do? You get moleskin. You put moleskin in the back of your heel and it doesn't rub your heel anymore. Or my favorite alternative It's called Foot. You can get it at REI, probably Dick's Sporting Good, or probably just Amazon. It's literally called Foot. It's a little purple container. It looks just like a little deodorant, and I rub it all over my feet. So it is just like what deodorant does. It makes sure there's no moisture, so your feet aren't sweating. They're not getting blisters. That's one of my biggest life hacks that I have had for my pageant heels, just my tennis shoes, anything that rubs the back of my heels or on like the the side of my foot or my pinky toe. I just rub my foot in that deodorant and all my problems just seem to disappear. Another big thing, this sounds really dumb, I know, vacuum in your heels. Your mama, your daddy, your grandma will love you if you vacuum their house, but throw your heels on. You're going to look like a crazy housewife. However, this is really good about, you know, the motion of moving back and forth in your shoes. If you have to dance in an opening number, if you can vacuum in your shoes you're going to have no issue dancing in that opening number in those six-inch heels. So that's the first thing that is really important is getting comfortable in those shoes. Another key tip, do not, I repeat, do not, do not, do not shower on the day of a pageant. I learned the hard way at Miss South Carolina Teen. My first year, I was Camden Teen. I wore these very uncomfortable heels because we had to dance an opening number. They were just terrible so painful. But I took a shower that morning because I had gotten a spray tan the night before. Make sure you're lining your spray tans up with two days before the pageant or the day before the pageant so then you can shower another day, have a day in between before the pageant actually happens. Because I had showered the day of the pageant, I had blisters all over my feet. And those don't go away fast. So the entire week of Miss South Carolina, I was miserable. I had so many blisters on my feet. I didn't know what foot deodorant was yet. I mean, I could just use real deodorant, but that was not something I knew back then. But now, oh, I will never. And I always tell the girls I work with or even just anyone at pageants, do not shower the day of your pageant. Just don't. 
Trust me, it will save you and your feet. Lastly, number 10, going into that pageant weekend slash week, what's going on? Your head space, is it clear? Are you stressed? Are you nervous? If you've prepared enough, you will be able to just sit back and enjoy the moment and have an easy pageant week slash weekend. I know the best weekends that I have is when I know I have prepared myself I've got my vision boards. I know where everything is. I know what's going on. And my mom and I can just sit back and enjoy. And those are the best pageant week slash weekends that I think I've ever had in pageants. I know going to USA Elegant Miss, it was kind of a last minute thing for us. We, sh- we joined like three months before. So we got everything together. got new pictures. And I showed up to the pageant weekend and I was like, I've done everything that I needed to do. It is all up to the judges at this point. Like, if this is what I'm meant to be and where I'm supposed to be, it will happen. And that is just the best thing is to have that clear headspace, that confidence in yourself. That's the biggest thing is knowing that you have done everything in your power to prepare. That's just peaceful for me. And so I think doing these steps, like I've said before, is preparing, getting your budget together, knowing who you're working with, knowing what's in your handbooks, making sure you're practicing, creating that prep plan, making sure you're playing to your strengths in the patterns that you choose. Girl, you are set. And you know, if you don't win or you didn't place high enough like you wanted to, I keep telling people I'm reading this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. I want to say who it's by. It's not about the goal in the end. It's about the system that you put in place to achieve that goal. That's okay, girl. You just change your system a little bit. Maybe you need to work more here or get a different dress here or find better earrings or, you know, it's just the little things. Prep a little more in interview. The little things really do add up in the end to create that overall point system. Like we say in pageants, you have X amount of points go to talent or go to interview or maybe it's a half of your percentage is interview. If you're doing a pageant that has 50% of interview, goodness gracious, you better have be killing your interview in practice. You got to practice, practice, practice. Because if not, you're not setting yourself up to win, girl. You're just not. You are limiting yourself. You're settling. And we don't want to settle here. We want to get that good system in order so we can achieve our goals. So you guys, this is my tips and tricks to pageantry for episode 13. But you know, whatever happens in the future, I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.